Welcome to the Lucky Let Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto, here to help you break down the first four days of Wimbledon, a very chaotic first four days, in fact, where we saw six of the top eight seeds tumble out on the women's side in the first two rounds. That is an open-era Wimbledon record, the last one to fall late on Thursday night was defending champion Garbinia Muguruza, who fell to Belgium's Alison van Oitvenk, 5-7-6-2-6-1, leaving a big, giant crater in the top half of the draw that is now anchored by Simona Halep. Halep, the number one in the world, defeated Zhang Saisai of China yesterday, 7-5-6-0, and she's looking like a big anchor in the top half of that draw, which also features number 11 seated Angelique Kerber, number 17 seated Ash Barty, number 12 seated Yelena Ostapenko. So lots of good players still left, so don't be fooled by the lack of top eight seeds in this draw. There's still plenty of talent on the women's side. We know about the depth. We've heard about it all year and last year as well. On the lower half of the draw, Karolina Pliskova is one of the top eight seeds that made it through. On day three, she defeated Victoria Azarenka 6-3, 6-3. She will occupy a part of the lower half of the draw that also features number nine seeded Venus Williams, the five-time champion and 38-year-old, the oldest women in the draw is still alive. And let's not forget number 25 seeded Serena Williams, Williams, a big storyline heading into week two as she will face France's Kristina Mladenovic today. Before we go any further and dip into a few of the underlying storylines from day four, let's have a quick look at the order of play for day five. Center court opens with Sam Querrey against Gael Monfi, followed by Mladenovic and Williams as the second match on center court. And then we'll see Roger Federer, the eight-time champion, taking on Jan Lennard Struff of Germany. Uh, over on number one court, Taylor Fritz and Alexander Zverev have some unfinished business. Fritz is leading Zverev two sets to one, and Zverev will try to make another comeback from two sets to one down. He was able to do that successfully three times at Roland Garros en route to the quarterfinals. Next up on number one court, Kiki Burtons and Venus Williams, followed by Karolina Pliskova and Mihaela Buzarnescu of Romania, which should be a good match. And then Denis Novak and Milos Raonic will be the final match on court number one. Also have some goodies around the grounds. Yulia Gerges is finally on track at Wimbledon. She'll face Barbora Stricheva. That should be an interesting match. Donna Vekic, who created an upset against Sloane Stephens in the first round. She'll be facing Belgium's Janina Wickmeyer. Good tournament for the Belgians on the women's side. Adrian Manorino and Daniel Medvedev should be an interesting match between two players who are kind of under the radar but very good on the grass surface. Camila Georgi still alive in the draw. She'll face Katarina Sinyakova in court 18. And the superstar from yesterday, Guido Pella of Argentina, who came back from two sets to love down to defeat number three seeded Marin Cilic. He'll be taking on unheralded American Mackenzie McDonald. Of course, the, one of the biggest storylines of day four was the upset of Chilich, a player that many had as a potential, at least semifinalist, where he was slated to face Roger Federer and potential possible winner. Chilich, of course, had a great roll-up to Wimbledon, winning the tournament in Queens, saving a match point to defeat Novak Djokovic in the final, and he was a runner-up at Wimbledon last year. So a major upset for Guido Pea, who had never won a match at Wimbledon prior to this season. 
Ah, so what else happened yesterday? How about the teenage set? 19-year-old Stefano Tsitsipas, a player we've had our eyes on all tournament long. Very good on grass, surprisingly so even. I mean, this kid has just surprised us in every way this season. The way he played on the clay was jaw-dropping and eye-opening. But now on the grass, he's uh, just uh, picked up right where he left off. And on day four, he was able to complete some unfinished business against American Gerald Donaldson. It was not easy. He squandered a two-sets-to-love lead, was down a break in the fifth, but magically came back, winning five consecutive games to close out a victory. And he advances to the third round. One of the most memorable shots of the tournament was hit by Donaldson at 3-3-40-30 in the seventh game of the final set. It was an incredible Boris Becker-like dive by the Greek. He rolled, he hit the winner, he celebrated with gusto, and he went on to close out the match. And afterwards, in a small interview room down here at Wimbledon, we were able to chat with Stefanos about that magical shot. Do you see a connection? I don't know if you guys were talking about it already, but the dive, I think it was at 3-3 in the fifth, like using a shot like that to give you a boost to get the crowd involved, is that something uh, you kind of... It was... That really helped you push through there? This dive was everything. Uh, it was a very crucial moment, although it was a, I think I, I, I had an advantage there when I was serving. 40-30. 40-30, sorry. And uh, it was a very good shot from, from, from him. And I just thought it's... You know, you need to close it now. You cannot play. I mean, you cannot go to forty all. It's very. Tri- it's a very tricky situation. Uh, uh, it's a very tricky. Can I say it not situation, but um, uh, mo- moment of the match. If you go forty all, any- anything can happen. Like luck is involved there. So uh, I just went for it full, hundred percent. I gave all, all of my effort to this shot, and uh, it just happened to go inside. And, uh, Court 18 twice in a row. Do you hope you get it again? Uh, I hope so. Feel <laughs> I, I, hope so. I hope so, yeah. There's a lot of history in this court, as I know. Yeah. And uh, I like playing on this court. I played twice already, so I'm getting used to it. Not everything went well for the teenage set on the men's side at Wimbledon yesterday. The youngest player in the draw, 19-year-old Denis Shapovalov, was knocked out by Benoit Pair. It was kind of a surprise because Shapovalov bageled Pair in the first set and looked to be off to the races. But the Frenchman, a very good player on grass who reached the fourth round at Wimbledon last year, was able to come back and secure a love 6, 6-2, victory over Shapovalov. The young Canadian had chances as he worked his way into a four-set break but he was not able to come through. Afterwards, he shared his disappointment with the media, and I asked him if maybe he wanted to win here on grass, which he believes is his favorite service and his best service a little bit too much. people this week about wanting things too much I know you really like the grass and mm-hmm. you feel like you can do some serious damage here you think mm-hmm. that's a part of it at all um yeah I think maybe it could could kind of come into effect I mean I was really looking forward to the grass court season and once you kind of get here it's like it's a bit of a panic because it's so short and if you get some bad draws it's like it's it's not easy to get a rhythm and feel good on it but uh 
yeah, it's kind of what happened. Obviously, I thought uh, I thought I had a very tough draw coming here. It, uh, it got a little bit easier with uh, with Andy pulling out, but uh, it was still pretty tough. And Benoit, you've seen that he can play on grass. He pushed Roger. Probably should have won that match. And uh, yeah, he played. He played really well today. So it's uh, it's another tough draw. Um, you know, a little bit of bad luck. A little bit of uh, like I said, losing momentum. Uh, I got to learn from that. But uh, you know, I'm sh- I'm sure that uh, that soon enough I'll be able to to go further in these uh these slams we talk a lot about the difficulties of the top eight seeds on the women's side at Wimbledon but we also need to mention last year's semi-finalist Johanna Kanta of Great Britain the number 22 seed was taken down by Dominika Sibulkova 6-3-6-4 last night and Sibulkova put forth a fantastic serving performance the Slovakian has now held 18 of 19 of her service games in the tournament, tied among the WTA leaders for service games held at 95%. She saved the only break point she faced yesterday. She hit 77% of her first serves, won 18 out of 20 first serve points, and it improved her record lifetime at Wimbledon to 20 and 10. She's a former quarterfinalist here, and she'll face Belgium's Elise Mertens in the third round with the winner going on to face potentially Simona Halep. Afterwards, we talked with Sibokova a little bit about why she served so well here at Wimbledon. Just a question about your serve. You've held in 18 out of 19 games here. Do you, do you like visualize and like serving on this surface? And then, and then specifically center court today, was that, was that just a nice place for you to play and serve and just hit the ball and feel good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the serve, as I was talking before, this is something where I get my, uh, where I feel like, um, my weakness, you know, where I, can, where I can come from, but today it was really there and on point, you know, I was really serving well, and the, um, the directions that I don't usually like to play, you know, it was just really going there, and, and I saw that um, Johanna was she, she didn't know what to expect, and this is where I wanted to get her, and um, you know, I was serving well in, in the last few days, and but you know, the match is always different, and today I was just... Uh, was just there, it was just working. And your previous run to the quarters, did you have a good serving? Yes. You did as well? Yes, 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 yes. So yes. you got that same feeling a little bit. Yes, exactly. You know, and I love to serve on grass. I just feel like, okay, my serve is better here. Yeah. And last but not least, a bittersweet memory on the men's side as France's Julian Beneteau falls to Francis Tiafo 4-6-6-3-6-4-6-2, thus ending his Wimbledon singles career. Of course, Beneteau, aged 36 now, is in his final season, and he will retire after the U.S. Open. Caught up with Beneteau after his match and had a quick chat with him about his plans for the future and his Wimbledon memories. What are some of the memories you'll take with you from this place as you leave your last Wimbledon singles? Uh, yeah, a lot of memories. Uh, um, obviously, my match against uh, Federer and Centerfoot. Hey, fantastic match. Yeah, it's one of my best memories here. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, even if it was not the tournament, uh, 
it was in this place when we played the Olympics. Yes, a bronze medal. Yeah, and uh, to have the ceremony on the center court, the medal ceremony on center court, and to see the two French flags up in the sky, it was yeah something special also. Yeah, and I saw after you won your first round match, you had a special moment on court. Uh, looked like you were FaceTiming your maybe yeah, your wife yeah. and children. Was yeah. these kind of things and down the road, ten years down the road, you'll cherish these memories in this place. I'm sure you'll be back. Yeah, I hope I will be back because it's always a yeah. A real pleasure, pleasure and joy to, to, to be here. Can I ask, are you, are you surprised after making your comeback how well you have played? The, the tennis you played in Bercy was magical. I mean, maybe yeah. some of the best you've ever played. Exactly, it was, I think, the best I have ever played. Surprised a little bit, yes, I have to say. But uh, I worked hard and I fought very hard to, to come back and to be able to, to play this kind of level. and. Uh, so yeah, for me it was like uh, the ice on the cake uh, and, uh, to, to have this moment in Paris. And um, I'm always curious because I don't get all the information, but you're planning to play all the way through the U.S. Open or will you play no. Bercy one more time? No, I play Winston-Salem and U.S. Open and that's it. Really? Yeah. And so all in all, having known you're going to retire for a year and playing out the whole season has made it extra special. Would you recommend something like this to other players? Say, say hypothetically, Roger Federer, would you say announce it and enjoy your last year, get on the phone with your family, etc.? I don't know, because it's tough maybe for Federer to, to do that, because he maybe, I don't know, but yeah, for me, yeah, it was a, it's a good way because the, to win like this, because I can choose my tournaments and uh, I can pick them, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's nice. And lastly, how excited are you to take the Fed Cup job? I was surprised to hear that news, and it's very exciting. Very exciting. I can't, can't wait to start. A lot of work to do, and after US Open, I will be focused on this uh, task. Right. Best of luck. Merci, Julien. So Beneteau title watch is off for the moment. Of course, the Frenchman famous for having reached 10 ATP finals and not having won a title, but he still nevertheless has had a fantastic career. He has been played superbly since announcing his retirement as well. He's won three out of his last four against the top 10. He reached the semifinals at Bercy last year, which was just an magical moment for the Frenchman and let's not forget he's had a pretty good career all the way through he won the Olympic bronze medal here at Wimbledon alongside Richard Gasquet in the doubles competition that was one of his favorite memories which he spoke about earlier and it'll be interesting to see if he can find a way to grab that ever elusive title before he rides off into the sunset and becomes France's Fed Cup captain in 2019. That's a wrap for this edition of the Lucky Let Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. Hope you enjoyed our recap of the first four days and first two rounds of Wimbledon. And stay tuned as we take you to the end of the fortnight here from SW19. As always, you can follow along. Follow us on Twitter at Tennis underscore now. You can hit us up on iTunes. And if you see us around the grounds... Don't be afraid to say hello. See you next time, everybody.